This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast. On this episode, we're going into East versus West. Which culture is better? Why are they there? Oh my God. It's going to get dicey. <laughs> Not really, though. Hi, I'm Sian Kenshin. And I'm Sophie Ma. And we're here to Alchemize, Alchemize Your Life. In this podcast, we show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. Just a monkey. You're the worst. Did you know we're recording? Why? What the fuck? Why? <laughs> Guys. That is wildly unfair. Who gave you the record button? Uh, I mean, as soon as you start imitating a monkey, I'm absolutely going to hit record. Oh, God damn it. So context, I was grooming Sian's face. On camera. On camera. And, and then, then, I, then she was pretending to be a monkey and I decided to put it on mic. On mic as well as on camera, you dink. Okay, so what stage <laughs> what of consciousness ar- is a monkey? Around, comes around, yeah, yeah. Um, I what? don't think I don't think they have those levels. No, no. Okay, I'm just trying to tie it into our topic for today. If anything, in, in a very elegant way, because I'm all about grace and elegance, as you know. And if anything, they'd be the, like the individualist red level. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna give a little background before we get into that. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Less monkey. More background. More background. Let's do it. So today, um, we're going to talk about something that we've really noticed as a very stark contrast between North America, or actually the Americas. Western. Western. Let's say Western. Western culture. Because it's not the Americas. And the uh, Eastern culture mm-hmm. that we've been exposed to so far. Yeah. And um, it's, it's inter- been really beautiful, you guys, to like compare the two. To be able to compare Western versus Eastern, I've had so many, so many like amazing reflections. It's been a really, really beautiful opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is actually really nice um, to be here in, in Bali and and exposed to these new cultures and mm-hmm. new new ways of being. And and it's actually funny because like no sooner do we start noticing all of the differences than uh, you know I start reading a book that kind of explains it. Isn't that how it always works? It like is... this is what being in the stream looks like, you guys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, again, it's more from Ken Wilber's uh, Integral Spirituality book. So you know if you want to read that, that's a really good one to dig into. It's it's a little highbrow though. For some people, it- I mean, it's easier than if you're going to jump into Ken Wilber. I feel like that's a good intro, no. right? No, no, no. The Religion of Tomorrow is it's a bigger book. But I was going to say it's a goddamn textbook. Yeah, that book is huge. It's way more accessible. It's really? huge because he spends the time to explain all of the backstory, uh, I see. all of the all of the stuff that you need to understand to get to where he's taking you in integral spirituality and a lot of his other books. He doesn't do that. He just like you're you're going to start here and off we go. OK, I see. Yeah. So, it, so it's the foundational book. A lot of the priests that um, we were working with actually had trouble 
decoding what he's talking about in I that see. book. For context, Ian was reading this book as part of his preparation for priest training. Well, as part of the priest training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. In preparation for ordination. For becoming a priest, which happens in two weeks as, as of this recording. A Zen Buddhist priest. Yes. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. I'm not, I'm not joining the Catholic Church or anything like that. What? Why not? What's wrong with the Catholic I Church? couldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine why I wouldn't want to do that. Anyhow, rabbit hole. Let's come back to integral spirituality and our topic for today. Yeah, good, good catch. So um, we're going to bring you on the journey as well, which is why we're talking about the backstory, which is the differences that we've noticed between the Western and the Eastern cultures so far. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you notice when you like get out of the airport into like in Bali is, holy crap! Look at all the statues. Mm-hmm. Like, They're everywhere. Like and and not just just like, you know, uh, a nice statue, but like an ornately carved, painted like depiction of some god or deity or goddess or mm-hmm. or some historical thing that happened like or a fish or or a gigantic <laughs> fish yeah on, yeah on the on the coast like right in the beach there's this dude riding a gigantic fish riding a wave yeah and he has like some sort of spear in his hand there's or something. amazing amazing just so elegant statues there's so much beauty here like you can tell with the exception and, and let me say here the exception is that all of the new developments that are getting thrown up right now because they're getting thrown up based on western culture uh requirements so we'll talk mm. about that in a minute but all of the stuff that has been built for the balinese with balinese ideals in mind <clears throat> It's fucking gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's very ornate. It's there's so much detail. There's it's like almost like lace work into the wood. It, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean the doors. You like are the door, the front door to our villa is like hand carved, and it's gorgeous. The entranceway to our villa is like laid out according to like feng shui or, mm-hmm. or you know, the Indian equivalent of, uh, of that. Um, Vastu Shastra. Vastu Shastra, right? And, and like there's just so much care put towards making things beautiful, aesthetic, mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. that, you know, in the Western world, we do have a way of building big things, things that are towering over you that are impressive impressive but but not beautiful beauty without it's it's like it's like without an aesthetic yeah so that's like you're satisfying the ego because when people look at it they're struck with awe but not with awe of beauty with awe of like holy power. fuck how did we make this yeah power. it's an accession it, exactly it's an expression yeah. of power we're so of capable power. of building whereas if you look at even like older european cultures mm. Right, you look at all the older European building, and same thing. There, they so much detail Gee, went into it. I wonder why. And mm. we're going to get into that why, right? Yeah, why totally. Is, why is there that difference? And there? why did we lose that? Yeah, well, and and if you look, like, and it's not like it's wrong to do things this way. This is just we're looking at the differences, right? And, yeah, we're just and, like, creating polarity and discussing it. What we've noticed is there's a certain level of. Um, sterile efficiency. Sterile efficiency and and expressions of power is what I would say. Yeah. It, in the architecture and the way things are constructed and built in the Western worlds, all of the new modern stuff. 
And this reflects your values. Yes. Right? That we build the way we want to live. Yeah. Like if you look at Texas, oh my God. Texas, everything's huge. It's totally true what they say. Everything's bigger in like Texas. The roads are huge. <laughs> like every everywhere you look is six lane highways on both sides. It's amazing, and, by the way. We loved Texas. And even the speed limits are bigger. And like there's like seven levels to the roads and the buildings are the big. Building. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's all perfect mm -hmm. like it's all built to an you can tell like the like engineers, an engineering like you can tell beauty. that the engineers really rule the roost in in texas yeah like they are they're a thousand percent run by engineers and the other thing that was interesting in texas is they had the texas star everywhere even everywhere. on even on the side of the oh, roads yeah, yeah. right so again what you value engineers and brand experts right yeah <laughs> exactly know? um yeah it, you know and, and that's reflected that's mirrored across like all of Western culture is this this sort of like, we're going to build your house really efficiently and it's going to look exactly the same as your neighbor's house mm -hmm. and it's going to have the same palette. Like it's going to be brown or or beige or or gray. Yeah, we see that in all the new developments, right? It's like, okay, you get to pick one of five house options that are all basically the same anyways, right? Yeah, and, and it's going to be like stucco. And it's going to be little boxes and they're all going to be like perfectly lined up and on the perfect street and everything's going to be like exact. And there is a certain level of um, impressiveness in 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 this way of doing things. Let's be honest, they're doing it to cut costs. So they, well, they're going to charge you $500,000 for that house, but they're going to make it as cheap to build as humanly possible. The reason they want all of those similar designs is so that they can get good deals on all the granite countertops, all the finishing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, yeah. because so they're buying them in bulk. This is an expression of efficiency of the scientific mindset of like... Efficiency in money, efficiency in time. Yeah, yeah. It's like resources, we're going to maximize what you want because you're in the Western culture and you want a big house. You want space. You want the number of bathrooms. If you look at the way they list real estate properties mm -hmm. um you'll see well this is what matters is like square footage is number of bedrooms is number of bathrooms right these are the things that we care about i mean that's true here too in bali yeah uh it also one of the things that they list that we don't is oh indoor or an outdoor living mm -hmm. right what is the type of architecture mm -hmm. right that's on the listings the size of the yard whether or not there's a pool whether or not there's a but sunbed what, <laughs> what, what i'm saying is you can see what they value based off of how you can differentiate the listings mm -hmm. and like the type of architecture is a thing that is there mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. And yeah, they even say if it's modern or Balinese style architecture, exactly. that's also in the listing. And modern being Western. Yeah. Right. Western or local. Yeah. You get to choose, you know, do you want to live in the West in the East or do you want to live in the East in the East? We chose East in the East with slightly Western flair. Oh, but anyways. So it's so beautiful, right? There's, there's beauty. There's aesthetic. And I'm just going to shift into one other area that has a very stark contrast, especially in versus like Central and South America. Mm-hmm. Right. There's this level of humility and service. Mm, yeah, this is like it has blown my mind. In fact, it's actually in some cases for me been a little triggering and it's been a, a good opportunity for me to grow into it. And guys, check my Instagram. There's gonna be lots of posts coming out on this. Um, but it's been a big growth opportunity for me because I'm so conditioned to expect that service providers are going to be like 
annoyed when you ask more of them and mm. bothered when you ask for more. Because in in Western culture, that's so true, right? And anyone that has been a service provider has been the person, and I've been there, that's bitching about the person that's asking for more than they should have. And then I've also been the person asking for more that has had service providers be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Basically, you can't ask for that. You're asking too much, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so it's been really beautiful to come into a space here where service is such a core component of the culture. Like they literally, the more they can serve, the happier they are. Like it's so, so obvious. Mm -hmm. And I've had to deal with my own triggers and my own fears because I've been conditioned not to ask for more and it actually makes them happier yeah. when you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and like like people are so careful with money, like showing you like it, it being counted and showing you the receipts and making sure you understand what you're asking for and that it's such gonna, a level of like, respect. Nobody's trying to take advantage. Not no, and that was huge in Central and Southern America. Yeah, everyone, everybody was everyone, trying to take advantage. Everyone's got game, right? Yeah. Like everyone's That's got survival game. survival there, right? They're in survival. Yeah. And because the, the system is built for efficiency out there because mm -hmm. it's all westernized mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it doesn't have this sort of level of care that holds people right and and, and keeps them from falling too far yeah. into survival yeah. mentally I'm, I'm not necessarily saying like that they're making more money we're like, not talking about welfare or no, anything here yeah like, like the people here are still you know they still have the same struggles and poverty and wealth and stuff that Absolutely. people in, in South America did but their mindset is not poor mm -hmm. their mindset is not in survival right? they're they're all living in what they say is paradise they all have this abundance mindset and they're all so giving mm -hmm. it's infectious it makes you want to give yeah yeah entrainment you know? right and and it makes you like hey you leave your laptop lying around and you don't you don't even care you, you leave a bundle of cash on the table when you've got people running around your house and taking care of things and it's the furthest thing from my mind yeah whether that would get like not it's not even a remote possibility here yeah so what are we saying? Why are we creating so this polarity? Th so there's these two things we're talking about, right? We're talking about aesthetics mm -hmm. and we're talking about morality, mm -hmm. right? Beauty and, and morality. Yeah, Art beauty, and morality. beauty and morality, beauty and humility. You know, the, these are these are two categories of things that actually were talked about in this book, mm -hmm. right? And Ken talks about there's four main lines of intelligence in a culture, not necessarily in a human. Yeah, we're in, talking about the macro scale yeah, here. The macro in a scale. full culture, in there's group, four priorities. Yeah, in like a group mind, in, in a group, like there's four main, like that's not only four, but these are the four main ones that define a culture. Yeah. And they are science, so scientific intelligence. Scientific intelligence, spirituality, so spiritual religion, intelligence, spiritual intelligence, morality, moral intelligence, mm -hmm. you know, like how do I be a good person? How do I not do things to others that I don't want done to me? Mm -hmm. That sort of stuff. And, and then aesthetics, art, beauty. Yeah. Right? Art, intelligence. And it's interesting because like we started noticing these contrasts mm -hmm. and those contrasts fall firmly into aesthetics mm -hmm. and morality yeah and then he goes on to say well historically what what's happened is science 
and spirituality or religion have been balanced, mm -hmm. right? And so if you look at um, what's can, 70% of the world's cultures are at, or even people and culture as a re result of that are at um, what's called the magic mythic level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now this is the level of consciousness where you believe in the stories of the Bible as like Moses parted the Red Sea. They're very literal. You believe that Buddha like left his palace and saw old age sickness and death and it changed his mind. And to, ate nothing but two grains of rice for like you know, most of his life. Like you like these these esoteric teachings turned into exoteric stories that can communicate a certain way of being to a mind that's not ready to deal with rationality. Mm -hmm. um, th this level of mind like grabs onto these stories and like really like survives through them. Yeah, these stories become very literal parts of their being and they take them quite literally. Like this actually did happen. Moses actually did part the sea. And 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 it's it's actually totally fine believing that. Of course, there's and nothing wrong with believing that. In fact, that. it's necessary at this level of consciousness to believe these stories so that eventually you can like evolve. And these stories, religion helps create um a balance. Mhm. Mm when you have religion, people become more humble. They become more um, giving. They become more moral. Mm -hmm. And less concerned about just pure efficiency. Yeah, and I mean, we and we can say right, wrong, or indifferent, like, oh, you know, all of the let's, European churches, another good example, right? Like, sure, you know, I, when I was first learning about European churches, was like, oh, that's just posturing and they're just like using all this money to like show off and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, isn't that what all temples are doing? So when you see like the way a temple is created, it's created with humility, a church, a temple, whatever the case might be. It's created with a, a thought for beauty because the actual creation is worship in and of itself. And they want people to hmm. feel awe in mm -hmm. entering so that they're in that state of worship yeah. as they enter the temple. The the actual creation is an act of worship. Exactly. That, that's I think that's the key there is it like the temple itself just like an altar or what you ever you put on the altar is an offering to mm -hmm. the gods, right? Is 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 showing your humility. It's actually just practicing humility, you know, if you want to go rational with it, right? It's like, hey, all of these Balinese people put like offerings all over the place every day. It's so beautiful. You know, and it's just a reminder that there's something greater than you and you're 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 offering a part of yourself to it. You're offering some of your energy to it. Mm -hmm. with gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, and practicing that shifts your mind into one of humility and gratitude. Yeah. And what, what a better mindset to have than always being worried about, you know, minimizing the amount of time you spend to do something and maximizing the utility of every moment. Mm -hmm. How exhausting. It is exhausting. And so really what we're saying here, guys, is if you're to visualize those four key areas, we'll just list them again. So science in this order, science, morality, art, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I put them in that order mm -hmm. is because from a visual perspective, it's like science and spirituality are opposing bookends yeah, they that, are the that bookends. hold each that hold up the the books of morality and art. They're the, they're the polarized um, um, energies that 
like must be in balance in order for art and morality to manifest. Exactly. So just like bookends, they're like holding all of the books together, mm -hmm. right? And if one or the other drops, so if, and we'll, we're going to go into this in a minute, but if science were to drop, if the left bookend falls, what happens? Everything else falls down, right? Mm. And we, we lose the middle ones end up falling over as well. Same thing on the other side. If you drop spirituality, then we lose again morality and art to a certain degree and you end up with just science. This is what happens when bookends fall. And then when you have just science, it basically destroys art and morality. Yeah, because, because they fall. Because there's, well, where's where is space in efficiency for there to be um, art, you know, artists don't get paid very much in, mm -hmm. in a scientific world because, well, no, I can build this thing and have it a big glass tower and it doesn't need anyone carving anything into it. Yeah. That's efficient. That's cheap. And I can build it big, you know, like it's all about power. So what Ken, Ken's premise is what happened, what happened in the West is there was this rise of the rational mindset. And this is the mindset that is one level, quote unquote, above. We're going to talk hierarchies here just because this is a natural hierarchy. It's a natural evolution. Above is not a judgment. It's a, above as in an evolution. Yeah, as in it's literally the next on the scale, yeah. next step on the stair. Um, and so we have this rational scientific mindset that pops up as you evolve beyond the magic mythic level mm -hmm. that is taking religion very, very uh, seriously literally. and very literally. literally. And basically what happens is in order for you to evolve into that stage, into the scientific stage, you have to, it is actually a necessary part of the evolutionary process, push the religion away. Yeah, you, you have to reject these mythic stories because from the rational perspective, there is one objective truth. Mm-hmm. And if it's real, I can get a video of it. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, this is the scientific mindset, right? Yeah. Anything that happens that I can validate is real and anything that's unvalidatable um, is not real. I need second, I need second and third party proof. Yeah. For something to be real. Yeah. And I mean, that's not a bad thing. Like this has created many great, great, great things. Yeah. And it misses something. It misses the first person experience. Mm -hmm. And the validation of the first person experience. Well, and there are certain experiences you can only have through first person. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible to validate them. And this is this is the challenge here. Mm. And so when we get into this, this really scientific mindset, and it's really cool for you guys to hear as we're explaining these, like, where do you land? Like, I can say that I was in the scientific mindset for most of my 20s, late, yeah, late teens, and most of my 20s, like mm -hmm. I was in that mindset for probably about 15 years, 12 to 15 years, yeah. where science just ruled all super, super materialistic. And that drove me into material success in like a really, really powerful way. But it also left room for like manipulation, because when you're only in this 3D reality and what you believe is only believable if it can be validated, then there's no room for your own personal experience and there's no room for your own faith. And there's certainly no room for things like art and morality because everything 
is about hyper achieving and hyper efficiency as a result of that. Exactly. Every single second must be benefited from, right? Like your your habit stacking, your I'm listening to podcasts while I'm in the shower, yeah, like this, that type of thing. This is the disease of the Western mindset. Mm -hmm. And this is this must also be transcended at some point. Yes. Um and, it, and it's, we're not saying it's bad, but it, it's uh at the moment the rational mindset is imbalanced. Mm -hmm. Because so here's what happened, guys. So we evolved on the line of science, right? Science came along with the rational mind. So the rational mind evolved and science was acceptable mm -hmm. in, in, in the rational orange level of mind. Totally acceptable. But because the um, something happened with the churches and religions and their narratives did not evolve. Yeah probably because those who were in control of those institutions hadn't evolved into the rational yeah. mindset. Yeah. So they were still in amber in uh, Magic Mythic, where all of these stories are true. And so what happened was the spiritual line of intelligence got um, arrested mm -hmm. at amber. Yeah, it didn't have the opportunity to evolve into the next level of consciousness, which would be that like scientific level of consciousness. That scientific level of consciousness. Now, Sophie and I totally have narratives of spirituality that appeal to the orange rational mindset. Oh, yeah. I'm a scientist I mean, at heart, you guys. You're, you're, <laughs> if you've been listening to our podcast, we talk a lot about the quantum field and entanglement and all of these things that we've found, even neuroscience, that we've found resonate with this level of mind. Even the concepts of vibration, right? Right. Like, I mean, yeah. that's scientifically fact now. Yeah. That, that's not woo. That's literal fact. So these, these, these stories are an evolution of spirituality into the rational mindset and beyond. And, um, you know, we're building a large following of people who have this need to be spiritual, but don't want to give up the rational mind. Mm -hmm. Well, cannot give it up. Yeah. Or for me, what that looked like was like, when I started to hit my precipice of sw switching from here into the next level, into the next level of evolution, um, I was I had all this success and all of this material success. But then I had started to think, you know, there's got to be something else. Like, I've achieved everything that I wanted to achieve. I feel like I've already won the game. I'm not even fucking 30. Mm. And there's got to be more here. I remember that day. Yeah. Like there has to be. There has to be something else. And this is why I joke that manifestation was my gateway drug into spirituality yeah. because manifestation gave my scientific mind mind permission to step into the woo and get curious because it was with the purpose of creating more material success. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it was, yeah, it was a Trojan horse that allowed you to update your spiritual line of intelligence to be in line with your rational mind. Exactly. And it put me around a community of people that were all also spiritual, working with cards, working, yeah. working with crystals, like Neo, this was totally Neo spirituality at this time. Right. And also we're doing that from the flavor of trying to get success. So I found this really cool, like safe space, safe pocket where it didn't come with a lot of the like dogma that comes from the step into the next mm -hmm. level, which I think we should talk about now. So what comes after the scientific mindset? What happens next from an evolutionary perspective? 
Well, let, let's get to that in just a second. I just okay. want to I just want to stay with the orange rational sort of story for just a minute. Okay. Um, because, like, oh, now I lost the thread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> um, I was just going to say um, one of the things that Ken uh, was has observed is, and, and this is another part of the 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 problem in the people who end up in a community of orange mm -hmm. or, or higher rational um, mindset, they often are sort of closet spiritual. Oh, that's totally what I was. Right. Like, Once I started getting into manifestation, yeah, totally. Yeah, because, because the, you have this need for there to be spirituality. Like we all have this deep desire to connect with something beyond ourselves. It's yeah. Even if, like that's like our purpose. It is our purpose. Right. It's like people all... are always looking for purpose, right? Like we hear that all the time. I'm when you're at that orange level, I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for my thing. That is a that, that's your soul spirit calling for spirituality. That's your spiritual intelligence trying to come through. Yeah. It's it's part of us. Like we can't deny it. Well, I mean, we can deny it, but it leads to problems, We deny right? lots of things that are our own. Come yeah, on. It leads to problems. <laughs> um, so you end up with a lot of people who are orange level, uh, rational mindset that are closet spiritual. Their spirituality is still stuck at amber. Mm. And so they're not, they're not actually able to integrate the two. Right. Their stories are still them. literal. The stories are still literal and they, 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 they believe in them to the level of like, it gives them something that they need. It gives them that spiritual line of intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not acceptable to bring that into the community because then they would fear rejection and, and all of that sort of stuff. And I'll be totally honest here, you guys, that 100% happened to me. I'm just going to pause here for a second. If you can hear, no, it's okay. He's fine. He's not going to go away. So we have been adopted by a stray dog. He loves us. He follows us everywhere. And we have obviously locked him out of the recording room. And he's not jazzed about that. So mm -hmm. it, if you can hear him whining or scratching at the door, I promise we are not killing a dog. <laughs> um, he's just very sad that we have locked him out of a room that we are in. And so he's trying to get in. And we, we're setting a boundary of that does not work. That's yeah, not how I you mean, get what you want. So we're not going to go out and encourage that no. behavior. We're just going to let him do his thing. Okay. Thank so you. if you hear that <laughs> in the recording, I apologize. Dog training 101. Yeah. Um, so I just want to recap a little bit here. Can I just finish my thought okay. here really sure. quickly? So with what I wanted to say is on that topic of that, that spirituality and that fear of rejection, mm. totally, guys, this can happen. I, mm -hmm. I, it, and it did happen to me. It definitely did happen to me where I started mm -hmm. to have my spiritual, um, like my woo-woo self come out Your in my awakening. group. Yeah, well, even coming before out that, of the closet. my little coming out of the closet, there, even yeah. before everything else that happened with us. And it was really hard for my existing friend's circle to like, un to rationalize it because they were trying to rationalize something that was irrational. And they were trying to rationalize me being in a state of things that were irrational. And for some of them, that was so hard that the friendship ended up breaking up, mm -hmm. which was a natural necessity as the evolution happens. But mm -hmm. I just want to say, like, put to point that that fear of rejection is not unfounded. And it's up to us when we're ready to make that next evolutionarily evolutionary leap to choose. I mean, for me, it just happened very organically. It didn't really feel like a choice. But at some point you have to choose, like, 
it, is hiding yourself actually fucking worth it? No, it never, it never is. Um, because you'll never, you'll always feel like an outcast privately inside a community that and you don't align shame, with. And it creates shame, right? And, and as long as you keep hiding yourself, you're never going to have the motivation to go find a new community. So it's like, you know, be yourself and, and, and own the things that you believe in. And, you know, maybe those change or maybe the environment changes. But, you know, until, until you start standing in your truth, um, things aren't going to change. Yeah. So I just wanted to recap a little bit before we, we evolve beyond orange. <laughs> uh, and the recap is, so what we noticed was these differences between the Western and the Eastern cultures, yeah. right? And so in, in this lingo that we've been talking about, Western culture would be at the level of orange. The rational scientific level. Rational scientific level. And they would have arrested their religion at Amber, magic Their mythic, spirituality yeah, line. Their spiritual religion line. And thus, spirituality and religion no longer have enough of um, power, I guess you could say, to balance the scientific uh, push. And science is all about efficiency. It's all about second, third party verification. It's all about like, really, I mean, it, it, it gives us the ability to leverage our manpower into much more. Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful stage of consciousness and it's a necessary, like they're all necessary stages, but basically what's happening is your uh, bookend of spirituality has fallen away, mm -hmm. which means your books of art and morality have also fallen to the side. And so what happens is you have just science standing up as like the king, the god of all, mm. essentially. And then you have like a little bit of art and a little bit of morality, but they're sideways, right? Like they're they're just not as important in this level of consciousness, especially when the whole community is there. And so in the East, at least the, the places that we've experienced, um, the science is largely still at amber mm -hmm. and the religion is still at amber and there's a, a really, really solid balance between yeah. the two. Like they haven't been rejected yet, but there also hasn't been that evolution yet, like overall. Mm -hmm. um, and it's coming. And so, you know, we, we need to see how that how that happens and how that evolves. And mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, there is enough of an entrenchment of um, spirituality which I think there is because it hasn't, it hasn't been um, as traumatic, I think, as religion in, in the West in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, so there may not be as much of a rejection when, when rationality really starts to take root, which I think is starting to happen in China. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, China has become very persecutionist of certain religions, and I mean, all of that's what we're learning on the outside. So, yeah. I mean, it's impossible uh, yeah, we to actually we know really, what's going we on haven't there. Gone there. So it's like we can't say, but like we're just talking from our, our first person experiences here, you yeah. know, in, in Bali and, mm -hmm. and other places in Asia that we've been. So um, so that kind of like ties that that point mm -hmm. up. And I guess we can we can give a little bit of a preview of like what 
the level of spirituality that we're also working on, um, which is just beyond rational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what we'll do here is we'll give you guys a little bit of a preview of this. And then if you want us to go deeper into this, like that'll come up in another episode where Mm -hmm. we'd love to juxtapose right now. There's just so much content here. It'd be like mind boggling to do it all in one episode. So today we're going to focus mostly on Amber, as you guys have seen, and what happens when you hop into spirit, um, into scientific rational mindset. And then in a future episode, we'll do green, which is the next level, we'll do a little prelude, and then teal that actually comes after mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So what happens, just as a quick preview, what happens that forces somebody from orange, which is scientific, mm-hmm. into the green? Which is post-rational. Which is post-rational. So rational and post-rational. What, yeah. What's the flip that happens there? So in, in rational, like, you become really dominated by hierarchy and by money. Yeah. And, and pursuit of power. Yeah. Right. Because you see, you see the world as there is one objective truth and I need to um, get more efficient and somewhat manipulate my way into more power and more money. Yeah. Right. And so, you, you know, both of us went through that. At a certain point, you probably start to recognize that the game is rigged. Mm-hmm. And that there isn't one truth that there's there's a little bit more to the world mm-hmm. and then you start to seek and you start to learn that actually you know everyone's kind of living in their own little world mm. and you if you investigate that enough you begin to see the truth in that and that is oh well you know her truth is different than my truth we, and those can both exist. They can both coexist. Mm-hmm. There isn't one objective truth. There are many truths that are colliding. Mm-hmm. At all times. At all times, right? And um, as a, once you find that, it gives you a certain level of peace that you haven't felt before. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you a little bit of solace. And then you start to reject hierarchy and money Mm. because those were the tools that were used to trap you in the system of rationality, of one objective truth. Those are the things that you viewed as um, kind of key points of control Mm -hmm. that kept you stuck. Mm -hmm. Oh, So so I should reject that then. Yes. And that pushes you into green. So just as we saw in, um, and as we've dissected in this episode, the um, amber into, um, so the mod, um, what it, magic, magic mythic. mythic, I kept wanting to say modern mythic, the magic mythic into the rational mind, yeah. what needed to happen there was like a pretty strong pushing away of religion mm-hmm. that allowed you to hop into the scientific mindset. And by the yeah. way, this isn't just cultures, every single human goes through this evolution. So it'd be fun for you to go and say, okay, where am, at, I? Where am I? Like, yeah. at what point did that switch happen for me? You should be able to see it. Where am I? Where are my parents? Where's my girlfriend? Yeah. And then when you look at um, cultures, you can see it just based on the art. So by pushing away the science to get into the rational mindset, the Mm. art and the morality kind of fell away. And as a preview to the next episode, the same thing, but on the opposite side happens when you hop into green. 
when you hop into post-rational, where now you're pushing down the science side of like, hey, this didn't serve me anymore. This led to my oppression, which allows the spiritual side to pop up, mm-hmm. but also leads to a lack also, of balance also in a different balance. direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you end up with a bunch of broke spiritual people. Yeah, which we're going to dive into our observations on that. I mean, that's that's a huge part of our program is hel- helping you know, broke, broke spiritual people become abundant and helping spiritually broke rational people become spiritually abundant. And that's what we're doing here at the prison. Totally. The, yeah. if, if you want to really like hit the nail on the head, that, that's a huge part of our program is like helping those areas balance. And that's why we're so passionate about it because we've really evolved past that and we've had the opportunity to see wow, like this is very necessary and has some shadows. And the other side is very necessary and has some shadows. And the key to us as a humanity, as a cultural humanity, evolving into the higher states of consciousness, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, um, the key to us getting there, which is what all of us say that we want. We all want world healing. We all want to, you know, there's, we all want environmental healing. We all want world peace. Like all of these things that we're saying that we consciously say we want, those are available when more of humanity evolves into these higher states of consciousness. And that is why we teach what we teach, because we're helping humanity evolve at that level. Yeah, that's basically it. (laughs) So we'll see you guys on the next episode where we're going to talk about the next two layers of um, of this evolutionary model. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.